<laughs> it's getting a little bit extreme, isn't it? We like extreme. Yeah, it's yeah. really getting a little bit extreme. Yeah, it is. What about Tyler? Yeah. God bless him. Yeah. It's a really beautiful story. Yeah, you can tell he's a beautiful person. Yeah. And I hope he's watching. And if you are, congratulations to you. You know, uh, you can do something great. Yeah. 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 So, he puts me in the mood. <laughs> Way to go, in the mood. Yeah, I'm in the mood. Which one? <laughs> Just wondering. Now I'm out of the mood. We're going to have to go back Shucks darn. Titration. Oh, that mood. You remember we're talking chemistry here. Yes. Chemistry, chemistry, chemistry. Yeah. <clears throat> we love science because science is a tool that empowers us to do amazing things. And one of the branches of science is chemistry. Chemistry is the study of the elements. All of the chemicals are elements. And elements are combined to become compounds. And compounds react and give off different properties. <clears throat> they give off energy. They give off cold. So a physicist wouldn't let me say that, would he? You can't give off cold. Okay. <laughs> absorb cold. How's that? But uh, <clears throat> the scientists that study chemistry learn how to get the elements to do amazing things for them. Mm. And those amazing things change our life. They feed us better food with fertilizers. They give us clothing, textiles. So many things come out of oil. Yeah. Yucky old oil comes out of the ground. It's kind of dirty and icky. And we make everything from plastics to medicines to who knows what out of these different chemicals. How chemicals go together are great. That's why we searched far and near and finally discovered the greatest chemistry teacher in the world down in Texas. <laughs> it's good to have Nicole She's here, here today. tonight, isn't oh, she? Yeah. There she is. Let's get her back on camera again. Uh, wave, 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 wave. Hey, 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 there she is, yeah. And if any of you have taken her classes and you thought they were amazing, you're not going to be ready for what she's doing now. Oh, boy. It's getting good, and we're so grateful to have her, her help. There's a, a gentleman that lives up in Omaha, Nebraska that's just 
It's North Kansas City, just, just, just up the river a ways. And he's called the Oracle of Omaha because he's been such an astute investor. Mm -hmm. He just seems to know when to buy and sell stocks and things, and he's made an absolute fortune. And some time ago, he talked to a group of students, maybe kind of like you, and he gave them a very interesting proposition. He says, what if I were to buy 10% of your future income. Every time you make money, you just give one-tenth one of that money. You make $1,000, you give me 100 And he said, how much would you charge me to buy 10% of your future income? And as they thought about it, he said, the minimum would have to be at least 50000 10% of your income is at least worth 50000 And if a tenth of your income is worth 50000 then the total amount would be worth a half a million. Yeah. You ever think about it that way? Mm -mm. How much is your earning potential worth? And it really changes if you get knowledge, if you gain education. How much money you're going to make in your life goes up and up and up as you're empowered to do more and more things. And we've got a wonderful world, but we've got a lot of problems. And some of the problems are caused because <clears throat> we have new technologies we can't handle so well. Mm -hmm, true. Some of the problems are caused because of natural disasters and just all kinds of things. We need people that can solve problems like we've never needed them before. And I would, like to, I would like to think that you are the people that are going to do the job. When we put out a, a new Acellus course and we, we just load it up with as much knowledge and know-how as we can so that when you start taking that course, it just all goes into your brain and soaks in and energizes you to do great things. We're changing tomorrow. One of the things that is going to depend or even determine how successful you're going to be in making money in the future is going to be your education, sure, but there's another thing, and that's going to be your attitudes, your behavior, your self-discipline. A person that's diligent, that's organized, that works, is worth so much more than someone that hasn't mastered those skills. And you know, uh, one of my goals with the Cellus is to empower you to do anything you choose. We do that by teaching you as much knowledge as we can, but just as important, in my opinion, is by teaching you to be diligent in doing your job or your mission. Right now, as students, your job is to learn. And that's why we have all those goals and motivations. If you can learn to learn, you're going to do amazing things. Learning is hard work. Mm -hmm. uh, if you go to the gym and lift weights and work out, it's hard work. And if you don't work hard, you don't build these... Muscles? Pistols. 
<laughs> Guns, <laughs> pistols. You, you can't build those muscles without straining and making effort. And the same is true of, of the brain muscle. It requires toning and effort, memorizing, learning how to memorize, developing your ability to memorize, understanding concepts. To understand advanced concepts, you first have to master the simple ones. And it all takes time and effort. And I just wish there was some way when I was your age that someone could have told me how valuable all of that knowledge was going to be. Gosh, I'd be really smart if there was. You are really smart. Don't patronize me. <laughs> you okay, are. so I, I just want you to know I'm really excited about the power that knowledge brings. And chemistry is one of those branches that really allow us to do many, many things. Um, we introduced the concept of titration. And we kind of threw it at you like that. <laughs> what was that? That was titration, went right by. But titration is a very important thing you learn in the chemistry lab. You learn how to do it. And just quick review, titration is learning how you can take a, an acid and a base and you can combine them under a carefully controlled experiment to find out what the concentration is. And that opens up one of the most basic concepts or principles in chemistry. If you're gonna be able to make the elements do what you want, you've gotta understand them. You gotta figure out how they go together. They're like a puzzle. And that's where this concept of atoms come in. We've all heard everything's made of atoms. Yeah, it is. In chemistry, we learn how atoms connect together and form molecules, and how one molecule will combine with another molecule and create new ones, and give off or absorb energy. We learn those things. We learn how to make them work for us. It's really, really a big deal. And here's the fascinating thing. In chemistry, if you have one atom, like oxygen, that combines with two atoms, like hydrogen, to form water, then by knowing that ratio of atoms, you're able to do all kinds of experiments and big things. And titration allows us to be able to match the concentration of an acid with the concentration of an unacid, which is called a base, or an alkaline. And so, Acids and bases are kind of interesting things. In titration, we learn how to determine the concentration of an unknown liquid. And you get an unknown known liquid from something like an experiment or like from growing hydroponics. These are plants that have no dirt. They're just dangling the roots in the water. They're getting the nutrients. They're growing. But you have to keep it balanced. And so as they pull the chemicals out of the water, how do you know how much chemical to add? You ask plants, how much did you pull out? <laughs> they just laugh at you. Yeah. <laughs> they just laugh. We do. And so you can take a sample of that water and you can titrate it to find out exactly what the pH is. Remember, pH is a scale that talks about the amount of hydrogen ion that is in water. And if there's a hydrogen ion, then it means that this liquid is acidic. It's an acid. 
if there is no hydrogen ion <clears throat> and there's no hydroxyl ion, which is the opposite of acid, which we call base, then you have a neutral solution like water and the pH is seven. You've heard about, oh, it's pH seven. I have water at seven, I'll drink it. Some plants need a pH that's acidic. They like it less than seven, like tomatoes. Mm -hmm. Other plants like a little more alkaline. You have to understand this science of how acidic, how basic a different solution is. So I would like to take you on a journey, a long and a tedious journey, into Area 51, where we're going to experiment more with titration, okay? Okay. Here it is. Well, welcome everyone. Here we are in Area 51 to learn about titration. Remember, titration is a tool that chemists use to learn about atoms and to find out how much concentration of an acid or a base are in a solution. In the beaker down here, I have a solution of sodium hydroxide. Remember, that's a strong base. It's even caustic, which means it, it will really irritate your skin. The concentration of this solution is one molar. And remember, that talks about Avogadro's number, 6.02 times 10 to the 23rd number of molecules of sodium hydroxide in here. In this burette, which is all calibrated so we can read the amount, is hydrochloric acid. And to do this titration, I'm going to open the stopcock down here. And by the way, the stopcock is two pieces of glass that have grease on them so that you can turn it and water will flow. It's like a valve that doesn't get corroded with acid. So I can open this up and watch the liquid go down. And when I get exactly the right amount of the sodium hydroxide and the hydrochloric acid, they're gonna balance out. No longer will it be a caustic acid, no longer will it be a nasty alkaline or base, it'll be neutral. Okay, so we're gonna do that experiment. Before we do though, I wanna show you this. This is some zinc metal. We call it mossy zinc because it's got a high surface area. And I'm going to uh, take this small amount of this very same hydrochloric acid, one molar, and I'm gonna pour it over this zinc. And what we're gonna learn from this is what happens with an acid when you immerse most metals in it, or at least a lot of metals. In this particular case, the metal is zinc. And it's a little bit hard to see here. Let's zoom in on it, because we actually have hydrogen forming and hydrogen bubbles are evolving off of the zinc. That is one way that you can recognize an acid is because it reacts with most metals or certain metals to form hydrogen. Anything that makes hydrogen is good. We like <laughs> hydrogen, okay? So now we understand that we have acid and we have the, the base or the alkaline Sodium hydroxide down here, the acid up here, and we're gonna put it in. Now, if we were doing a normal titration, we could take one of these indicators. I've got three different indicators here, and what these do is they change color when the pH 
equals seven when it becomes neutral. And that lets you know when it's there. Here is something even fancier. This is a pH paper. And you see all these different colors. If I take this pH paper and put it into the sample, it will turn one of these colors depending on which pH it is. So with, with this kind of pH paper, you put it into the sample, pull it out, and match the color to this table. And when you see the color, then you know what the pH is. That's a pretty slick way to do it. And then comes my favorite method of measuring pH, and that happens to be a pH meter. This is an electronic device that you put in the solution and it reads out digitally how much hydrogen ion, which means how much acid there is or how much alkaline. So this time, let's use the meter so we can be, you know, these high-tech, state-of-the-art electronic chemists. Okay, so we're going to line this all up just right. And I have another little trick that you really ought to learn. Chemists have a lot of clever ideas. This is a magnet, but the magnet is coated with Teflon so that it will not react with chemicals. If I were to take this magnet coated with Teflon and drop it inside the beaker of acid like that and then turn on the motor down in the base, the magnet spins because underneath there's another magnet hooked up to a motor. And so this is a way to keep it stirring while we're doing our titration. If we want to, we can use one of these indicators to kind of keep an eye on things. It would be fun, wouldn't it? So I'm going to take some of this one, a couple drops, put them in here, and this is going to tell us, oh, we do, in fact, have a base. This doesn't tell us how strong the base is. It just tells us it's a base. And when it neutralizes, because we put acid in, then the pink should go away. So let's start putting some acid in. So I open the stopcock, and lo and behold, if things are going well, this is all just going to come charging in here very, very low speed. Hmm. That's supposed to come out a lot faster than that, isn't it? My vibes. So for some reason, this experiment is going awry. <laughs> Well, I this wonder. Is my color. I wonder if someone's been tampering with these instruments. No. <laughs> and now here I am on camera, trying to do this titration, and I had 20 milliliters, 20 ml, of acid, and I had 20 ml of hydroxides. It's going to take all of this to go down here to be able to get rid of that pink color and to get me a neutral pH. That should just be squirting in fast, but for some reason, someone has been tampering. <laughs> it and I'm detected me. So I want to take a minute while that's dripping Can't and show me. you. Look at the hydrogen now. It's just really, really going like gangbusters. If I hold it up here so you can actually see it, hydrogen is just coming out like crazy. That is neat. And so hydrochloric acid is reacting with the zinc and giving off hydrogen. 
This is a, a way that chemists create hydrogen in the laboratory. Where's the hydrogen coming from? Well, it's coming from the acid because the acid is hydrogen chloride or hydrochloric acid, okay? Well, now let's look. Uh, we're, we're dripping down here. I can tell a difference in the coloration. There's still a little bit of a pink color, but it's definitely starting to get lighter as we get this sodium hydroxide in there. It would be quite interesting, move this up just a teeny bit like that, and then let's bring our pH meter around and see if we can tell where the pH is about now. Now we're doing serious chemistry. If it's 11.8, that's almost 12, that's still really a strong alkaline or a strong base. So there's still a lot more base in here than there is acid. And if you look, this acid is taking its dear sweet time to drip down here. Someone's been tampering with this <laughs> because this should be draining down faster, but it is going down. Now we should hit pH seven about when that gets clear down to this bottom line. And then we know that all of that base has been neutralized by all of this acid. Now remember this acid is hydrochloric acid, which is hydrogen chloride, and the base is sodium hydroxide. They're both very strong. You wouldn't want to put your fingers in either one. But when you get them exactly the same amount of each, they come into equilibrium, and then we just have nothing more or less than salt water, pH 7. And just think about that. The thing about chemistry is you can make really, really remarkable things happen. You can get different elements to do what you want them to. And we have so many products we enjoy because chemists have learned how to get elements to react together and work. Okay, while we're doing this, I'm gonna see if we can get out a little bit of this pH paper because it would be really interesting if we could get a sample in this same liquid to see what, what color the pH paper says it is. So I got a little piece, a little strip of this pH paper. I'm going to put it under the acid that's dripping in. So there's the acid that's dripping in. And if you look, oh boy, we have an acid here and it's got a, a red color. So that means that it's, uh, it's pretty good acid. Now I'm gonna go ahead, move our meter out of here so that I can get my hand in. And I'm gonna see how it is down there. Look what happened to that when I put in the solution. All of a sudden, the color changed, and now we're over here into these uh, green colors. So we're getting some real science happening here. Okay, so the, the goal today is to get everybody excited about chemistry. Chemistry is, is an amazing science. And I like to think about, from a inventioneering point of view, chemistry is the science of giving you power over the elements, power to get the elements to do what you want, which is really an exciting thing. I hope all of you will be interested enough in chemistry 
that you'll get ready to do this. Now adding this acid and waiting, you notice the pink is completely gone, which means we're very, very close to neutral now. Our pH, what are we getting on the reading? One, which means we went right past neutral, right past salt water. We kept dripping in the acid. We've got too much in. So now we're clear down to one, which means seven is neutral. Above seven is alkaline. We've created a strong acid. And with this meter, we can tell exactly what we did. Now, if we were not talking so much and paying attention, <laughs> we could have measured exactly how much it took to neutralize this alkaline, and then we could have calculated the concentration in here because we know this is one molar acid. I, I love chemistry. It's one of my favorite branches of science. It's one of the fields I got a degree in, and I hope you all get to do the new titration virtual experiment, which we are building right now. We'll be on the cell soon. We're also going to make it one of the special learning activities even for people that don't take chemistry. So, good luck. Thank you. <laughs>
base color, that mm -hmm. means it's a base. We also measured it with the litmus paper. So the pH was above seven, that means it's a base. Okay. And so then we wanna know how strong is that base? How concentrated mm -hmm. is it? So then you get acid of a known concentration. And we measure concentration of acids and bases as how many molar they are. This is one molar hydrochloric acid. This is two molar. Okay. And that simply means you have Avogadro's number, mm -hmm. a billion trillion number of molecules in a given amount of water, okay? okay? And so you drip it in until the color changes or until the pH reads, reads seven on your meter, which we missed. That. Yeah, <laughs> and then you read on the graduated cylinder how much you put in, then you know how concentrated it is in the Okay. Bowl. So titration is a way of finding out the concentration. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then we have another question from Bryce from what Texas. What is it? Was it Bryce? Um, is it about toothpaste? <laughs> is it the toothpaste question? No, it's not the toothpaste question. Oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> we will get to that. You're going to ask that one, right? What kind of toothpaste? <laughs> okay. He wants to know, are most metals reactive with hydrochloric acid? I think I know what you're asking about. You're asking about elephant toothpaste, right? Where, where, what? Toothpaste. Oh, yeah. Hydrogen. Hydrogen is great. Toothpaste. It's a gas. Hydrogen is great. There are a lot of substances that will react with... <clears throat> acids and some even with water to generate hydrogen and zinc will. Okay. There's some that won't and there's a lot of very, very interesting things. For example, if you take a piece of copper okay. and put it in hydrochloric acid, not much happens. But if you put it in nitric acid, it really bubbles and the gas that comes off is brown. It's nitrogen dioxide. It's poisonous. It smells. Yes. By the way, chemists don't <laughs> smell things. <laughs> They, <laughs> they order a wisp. They order yeah. a wisp. Just be careful because some of that stuff's really bad. I love that order yeah. a wisp. <laughs> but I want to get back to the, what, what's the deal with the elephant toothpaste? I am completely in the dark on this. Did yeast, I say something? Yeast, hydrogen peroxide, you know that experiment? A little soap. If you take some soap and you take some hydrogen peroxide and mix it up and then put a little bit of yeast in it, then you can make elephant toothpaste. Show them. It's elephant toothpaste. Show Here them. Here we go. Here it comes. Oh, oh, oh. Chemistry is so fun. <laughs> Don't you just love that? And like some of these reactions. Yeah, they are. Some of these reactions are so clever. I like a lot of the experiments with iodine. Iodine gives you some really interesting experiments. Okay. Uh, iodine clock is one, but this has got to be one of my favorites. Look at this. This is the Halloween clock. See if you can figure out why it's called that. Oh, that's cool. And there's more. And there's more. Oh. <laughs> Black and orange. Is this time of Isn't year? Isn't that interesting? <laughs> These reactions can go back and forth, back and forth, and they that sometimes redo. Chemistry is a riot. 
And it is a wonderful film. Did you take chemistry? I did. Did you like it? I loved it. You loved it? Yes, my favorite class. And that's spoken by an electrical engineer. <laughs> yeah. That shows how good class. it is. So we all need to. I like some more. You like some more chemistry? <laughs> it's some ice cream. That's chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I really think that it's an important thing. And we, we encourage all of our serious students, students interested in science, to do chemistry. And really, really should. And when you get into college, when you enroll as a student at IST, we're going to encourage you to take a good amount of chemistry because it's really an important, very, very important and interesting field. And it helps you understand a lot of things about how nature works and empowers you. You really need to do it. A lot of the experiments and inventioneering you're going to do is going to require chemistry to be able to figure out why your invention isn't doing what you hoped it would. Burning hydrogen to make water to power my hydrogen automobile is chemistry, isn't it? Now, Murray thinks it's physics, but you know, it's both. But chemistry is a, a very, very important field and one that I think uh, you should all be interested in. You guys that are in chemistry, go for it. There are a lot of concepts that are new and there's some vocabulary. I mean, you get into words like stoichiometry. 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 <laughs> it sounds like a word that a chemist would make up, and it is. <laughs> but we create these new words because we have discovered something about properties and about science that's really important. If you mix hydrogen and oxygen together, but you have too much hydrogen. You're supposed to have one oxygen for every two hydrogens. What if you have three hydrogens per oxygen and you mix those up and ignite it, boom, you get water, but when you're done, you have hydrogen left over because you didn't use it all. There wasn't enough oxygen for the rest. If you get exactly the right amount of oxygen and the right amount of hydrogen, put it in a reaction chamber and then ignite it, the perfect right ratio, that's called stoichiometry. And it's nice to have a word to describe that. You can use it in all kinds of reactions. So it takes some effort, as do all things great. But it's worth it, OK? OK. When you look at me that, that way, I get really <laughs> nervous. I wish you'd stop it. Oh, so we're I still on camera? <laughs> still on camera. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what's going on in Texas tonight, but Evelyn said, how many times can you change the pH in an, in an acidic liquid? It's really interesting because by adding more acid, you can always lower the pH. And by adding more alkaline, you can always raise the pH. And you can do it until R spills over the top. <laughs> yeah, that, that's something else. He was messing in there. Of course, it is his place, isn't it? Did you see that heart he had? Yeah, I did see that heart he had. <laughs> <laughs> There's something seriously wrong here. Yeah, okay. there really is. Okay. Well, I, I really hope that tonight you'll dream about chemistry. You know what? They'll probably be mixing things in their mind. That's good. Their mental life. But it is an exciting thing, and science fair is coming up. Mm -hmm. And there are so many wonderful science fair projects that can be done with chemistry. Chemistry sets are wonderful because they give you a lot of these interesting chemicals. Mm -hmm. 
and they have a book to show you how to do interesting, surprising, wonderful experiments with them, some seemingly magical. And uh, one other thing they do that's really nice is they don't put anything in, in a set that will blow up <laughs> on you, which is good too. A lot of chemicals can react very vigorously and cause reactions. And dangerous, of course, hydrogen can react quite aggressively, which is why we can use it to power cars. But uh, many very worthwhile science fair projects could be based on chemistry experiments. So I'd encourage you to consider that as you get ready to win next year's science fair. Yeah. Okay, till then, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. Appreciate it.